Hi there, this is Marius from Axie Origin. We are an organization staunchly committed to driving SDG achievement through the use of data and analytics to drive insights and through collaboration waves between organizations to achieve the sustainability targets for 2030. Just wanted to spend a few moments briefly introducing the audio content that you're about to hear, which is intended to be used alongside the Flourish presentation, which we've shared on our social media accounts. Going forward, we'd love to experiment with live streaming and streaming of video content to make this even more interactive so that you can follow what we're doing on the screen. The audio that you're about to listen to, we spend the first 12 and a half minutes or so discussing the contents of these five slides relating to Web Summit 2019. And we spend the next seven minutes or so discussing our final synthesis, summarizing and concluding comments on what we feel this analytics represents. So thank you for listening and hope you enjoy the analysis. Let us know your thoughts. Hi everyone, it's Joy here from Axie Origin, sitting with Marios and Tim. Marios has produced an analysis using open social media data about the Web Summit, and we're going to hear Marius's presentation of that and comment on it. Yeah. Uh, so um, what are we looking at? So we're looking at a graph which shows inbound tweets on one axis versus outbound tweets on another. What we mean by that, very simply, if you're not familiar with social media data, is tweets that have been sent to accounts versus tweets that have been sent from accounts. And specifically for this analysis, we looked at around 47 sustainability uh, and UN agency SDG-related or NGO-related Twitter accounts that have relevance to the SDGs, to the global goals. We analysed their activity during the days of the Web Summit in Lisbon, which was last week, and we analysed in total around 4,000 inbound and outbound tweets, just over 4,000. The first thing that we note, looking at the first of these slides that we're publishing, is that despite the fact that there was outbound engagement from some of the SDG specifically related Twitter accounts, there was unfortunately not a large generation of inbound commentary and inbound dialogue in response to that. So when we click on SDG specific accounts, we can see eight accounts which had varying degrees of outbound engagement. Specifically, it looks like SDG 2030 had a very clear strategy for engaging with sharing ideas, sharing tweets during the days of the Web Summit. But unfortunately, we had across the board, I think around 30 inbound tweets in total. So only 30 tweets that were people uh, and organizations responding and directly tweeting to these accounts. At the top of the screen, if you can actually click through these different types of organizations and see the, see the relative performance of other types of organizations. So you can see Web Summit, obviously, because they're hosting the event. They had quite a high outbound engagement, but still significantly less than SDG 2030. So the SDG Media Zone was trying to share some of the news stories, some of the activity that was taking place across the days of the Web Summit. So we then move on on our second graphic of what we're showing. We're looking at here engagement rates. So we're looking at the number of tweets that were directed to these accounts relative to their followership. And similarly, tweets from these accounts relative to their followership. So it puts into perspective more the performance of uh, these accounts based on how many followers they have. So Marius, uh, one way to interpret this second graph is that most of the stakeholders we selected um, and those stakeholders were selected because they're either directly involved in SDGs or they're commentators on topics that relate to the SDGs or they're involved in Web Summit. Yes. And nearly all of them um, didn't do anything and didn't respond to them and didn't drive... You didn't drive significant um, engagement. And then, there, and as ever, there's meaning in the outliers. And the outliers here, one of them 
where the inbound to outbound is in is very much in their favour is because it's general related to the web summit. Yeah. And the other obvious visual outlier is SDG Media Zone, where there is a lot of outbound, um, but it's still relatively modest inbound but the the significance of the outbound is to do with what probably live tweeting different things is that that's not yeah yeah it's um it's really kind of reiterating amplifying what's going on at the event what's going on in the day and the other thing to note is that they have a very low followership so their followership is less than five thousand, which is partly why they come up as an outlier here because we're looking at rates rates yeah engagement rate this doesn't i mean this is this is this is not comfortable yeah Moving on to the third of these five graphs, we are now looking at a set of columns of each of the accounts that we looked at, and these are specifically looking at the outbound activity. So one thing we were looking for very specifically was outbound tweets, which were invitations to collaborate, and which were open questions trying to invoke collaboration and invoke discussion with an engaged audience. That's what we were looking for. We were trying to test the hypothesis. Are the SDG-related accounts and the UN-related accounts, and in general, sustainability-related entities, are they driving collaboration specifically with individuals and businesses? We did not find that. So what you're looking at on this graph, the yellow bars, the yellow stacks on these bars, are outbound tweets, which are specifically mentioning individuals and entities online. The the Rockefeller Foundation is the clearest outlier here, where around two-thirds of their tweets were directly at mentioning individuals and organisations. However, one thing which this image does not show is that none, zero of these tweets, were specifically invoking collaboration. What they were instead doing is directly tweeting to individuals and organisations to share and to amplify news okay. and to... So directed propagation. Directed propagation, rather than invoking collaboration. So th- there are two findings. One is that the vast majority of, of tweets outbound are generic sharing of, of ideas, news, and calls to action, and uh, with a minority in general of specific targeting. And the second is that there's mm-hmm. no specific targeting which is invoking and inviting collaboration. So could, could uh, uh, something counted in the yellow... Um, element of each column could that be a retweet i'm not counting any retweets right, in these so in retweets are in the blue so so to be clear if you're in the yellow that means that an operator of a social media account or an individual has mentioned an entity yes another twitter entity but the, but the finding that is chilling really if you take collaboration and stg 17 in particular very much to heart is that at this celebration of sustainability between us all we weren't asking each other to help each other yeah yeah a lot of those outbound comments were sharing quite feel-good stories or sharing a summary of what had been discussed with a call to action so it was carnival-like in its in its mood and i understand that human beings respond behaviorally they're more respondent they're more amenable to a positive message but it does feel a bit strange when people are talking about collaboration. One of the more interesting things I found was that there were a lot of tweets, actually, which were about the need to be collaborative, the need to drive partnerships, and specifically cross-sector partnerships. Those discussions were being had in separate silos, and none of that was taking place online. So there's something missing there, clearly. Or, or we, we have not been able to find it. Yeah, So all I think I think all, of, all the assumptions are reasonable, but we, we mustn't forget that it is possible that we just aren't looking 
we're not constructing our searches well enough. If we're looking in the wrong place or if this really doesn't reflect the reality and anyone who's listening to this knows someone who might be able to mm-hmm. um, offer a critical deconstruction of it, we really want to hear from that person, don't we? Yes, most definitely, yeah. The next, you know, if we move on to the fourth of these five yeah. graphs, one thing I wanted to do was to classify, at least specifically looking at inbound tweets, I wanted to classify whether some of these tweets were constructive in their nature and the relative frequency of constructive to the opposite of that, which is, you know, shutting, shutting conversation down, what, what I call quite loosely as cynical tweets. So this is a metric where we're looking at constructive tweets, classifying them as being questioning, critiquing, asking open questions, presenting factual responses, and cynical tweets as being ones that are ridiculing in their nature, conspiratorial, threatening, closing dialogue, and spamming with off-topic remarks. So we have on this graph two-by-two with non-cynical versus constructive, so that if you look at the top right of the page... You mean cynical versus constructive? This is non-cynical versus constructive. Yeah, so I wanted to invert the the cynical one, so that top right appears good, basically. The reason this is important is because when we started analysing the responses, the inbound comments, there is a huge wave of really negative, cynical closed dialogue there so if, if we're looking for invoking collaboration and p- positive constructive dialogue it's also important to tell the story of where there is the opposite of that right i hypothesized that one of the reasons there might be a lack of invitation for dialogue is if social media marketers or people in charge of these accounts are just battling a wave of conspiracy okay. and so big so what here is that to invite collaboration on these topics you need to be ready to receive a wave of demoralising content. Yeah, absolutely. And it was really, the, the, the clearest one is Clinton Foundation, the bottom left of that. 40% of the inbound tweets there were cynical in nature, mm. mentioning things like Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself and therefore implicating you know, the Clintons in some kind of conspiracy around that. Uh, similarly with... But 60% weren't. 60% weren't, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this this graph does invite the discussion about asking for help from those where the non-cynical proportion is very good. So that's not to ask the WHO or the still very new Obama Foundation to be a an amplifying speaker for everyone else. But why not have targeted campaigns with them to learn the best practices mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. our expectations of mm-hmm. social media change? Mm-hmm. And uh, it's also worth mentioning that the Al Gore-founded Climate Reality Organization did have the highest, by quite a way, proportion of constructive inbound tweets. So their audience, and they have about 400,000 followers, 500,000, is actually quite proactive in engaging and creating additive commentary to the climate discussion and is not saying, in general, climate change is a hoax. There were a few. There were a few detectable climate change is a hoax things. But uh, their audience is, I guess, the ripest for the positive behaviours that you're going to see. And then, finally, moving on to the fifth graph. So, again, this is just a this is a composite metric. I'm talking about something which is called responsiveness versus constructiveness. What I mean by that is, I'm looking at responsiveness being the proportion of outbound tweets relative to the total number which were at mentions, which were responses, direct responses, and constructiveness is 
the proportion of constructive tweets, so those positively oriented ones, as a total of constructive and cynical tweets. So one example is you can have a really high number of cynical tweets, but if they're met with a, a much higher number of constructive tweets, the constructiveness coefficient would be, would be high. Appreciating that this is a bit more of a yeah, nuanced conversation where we're introducing composite metrics, again, it just shows that there's nobody on the top half of this graph. So proactive engagement with online communities is not really where So we're, we're shouting the town square. My takeaway from this is that um, this data story invites a reaction and a defence from stakeholders who hopefully will, will see this and just think, oh, these idiots at this unknown consulting firm have clearly not understood that we have a multi-channel strategy in place and Twitter, the only reason to use Twitter is to put stuff out there to help people realise it exists because on step one of our five-step advocacy strategy, um, twi the only role for Twitter is to propagate information, in which case we will very happily receive that, um, that feedback. My sense, though, is, is that we have to be really optimistic that there's more we can do. So there's great work going on across a range of stakeholder networks related to all of the goals. And I would say the opportunity to convene that information, to harness it, to drive advocacy, to make global goals local business, for example, is, is, is waiting to be done. And if there are people around the world thinking, how do we make the, the goals more tangible for business leaders, the way that we sometimes think about it, then maybe one of the really obvious pieces of low-hanging fruit to use a piece of buzzword nonsense. I instantly regret using the term, but um, but isn't it, it seems relatively straightforward to access, doesn't it? The opportunity to try something for a few weeks to see whether or not you can get businesses to start advocating for specific goals using social. Tim, what do you think? And then I think it's fitting that Maris has the last word. Yeah, I think there's clearly a lot of effort and a lot of passionate stakeholders trying to do this. And if we're able to work together to help them become more effective in their communications and to inspire people and become advocates, then yeah, we'd love to. And yeah, really hoping that we've missed on something obvious, but on the off chance that we haven't, then it's really trying to understand how we can all come together to make it, to make it much more effective. Yeah. The reason we wanted to do this analysis was to test the hypothesis. We've mentioned in the past few weeks that this discussion isn't happening online and we wanted to test whether that was true or not. And I am surprised that there isn't a single tweet that is invoking that collaboration. First of all, I completely echo the idea, you know, hoping that we've missed something. Maybe we have in 2,000 inbound tweets, though, and 2,000 outbound tweets in those three days. You would hope, however, that there is an online component to what is an online event that the SDG Media Zone was pushing. I also think that what are we trying to achieve with these conferences and these events? Because Web Summit 2019 in Lisbon, I went on their website, they're already asking for pre-registering for Web Summit 2020 again in Lisbon. Are we really saying that the way to drive collaboration and innovation is to be present at these events and be physically located there? That just feels like a very archaic method of, of driving collaboration. Is it archaic? Because we, we, when we, if you have a wedding, you don't really have many virtual attendees, do you? Maybe the emotion of it 
is such that it's more like a wedding than an exhibition because you feel personally invested in the topic. As I'm saying it aloud, I think, mm. what on earth am I talking about? Of course, you should have virtual attendees at a thing called, you know, based on a digital mm. topic, web mm. summit. But I don't know, Marius, do you mind me challenging you on that? I mean, well, that... with a wedding, the, the invitation is to share in the celebration of what is a nice unction, a union of peoples. The SDGs, yeah. the, the stakes are massive. It's not a wedding. It's not, the, the stakes are, like, we're saying... What are we saying? Are we saying that in 2030 we need to meet these things, otherwise we're not going to exist in another few generations? It's not winning. And um, it can't have. It can't be. But it's been treated. Way, it can't be done in a way where it's spiky, right? It can't yeah. just be like we, we have a load of activity around these specific events that happen annually. Yeah. It needs to be a continuous progress towards what we're trying absolutely. to. Absolutely, and and the strange thing is, the links to the web summit to the live feeds are great. That is inviting participation does, yeah. through online means but that's not met with the social media version of it if you really wanted to be part of the event and, and couldn't be there you can experience what it's like to be there but if you want to be involved how do you do that that's that step is still missing yeah i mean i'm just challenging the notion of how do we empower a generation of activists who are extinction rebellion are doing that quite successfully what's the version of that for the sdgs it's probably not by being at three events annually physically being there there has to be some way to unless there's a 10 year strategy where year one or year minus one decade of delivery style is about creating a warm online environment that can be developed and that's the thing right? yeah. why, why do that in, why do that quietly why not yeah. put it out there for you know Marius we, we could we could now recently a whole another round of points, so let's not do that but I think you should have the final say because you've done the work and we appreciate your leadership on this so what you, how would you like to conclude I'd first of all like to conclude by, in the spirit, in the nature of what we're trying to do here, inviting collaboration, anybody who, first of all, as we've said, as we've referenced, if we have missed something or if, if there is something you can point our attention towards to analyse further, we would like to explore this further. And secondly, our commitment and our drive is to be a part of these collaboration waves and driving collaboration between these entities and these people that need to be around the table for that. So it's really uh, just a reiteration of a call to action, which is that we need to start discussing these topics and doing more than discussing. We need to start treating them in a serious manner, which is not just a sharing of carnival-like celebratory or really summarising what's going on at these events. What's going on at these events is good, but let's not celebrate too soon. You wouldn't celebrate 10 matches into the league winning winning the league. Liverpool fans are not celebrating yet, Top I hope. <laughs> Top <laughs> That's Yes, Liverpool fans are not celebrating yet. <laughs> they know better than to do that. So Yes, they yeah. do. They certainly. Thank you for listening and we absolutely would love to hear your thoughts on our presentation, on the social media analysis that we're doing and any other recommendations and suggestions for what we should do next time. Thank you.